You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 325th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hello, this is Matt celebrating the darkness in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer emerging from the darkness in Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, I'm back. I'm in form, and I am ready for 2021. I'm going to hit the ground pedaling. Do you want to – how about you tell the world what you've been doing for the last uh, three months? Pretty in-depth stuff. Well, you know, I had to take some time off from my lucrative podcasting career um, (laughs) to really focus on uh, on some training for a career shift, so – I uh, I have been learning some software engineering, and uh, I am ready to work for a small Norwegian software company. If anyone has heard of one, <laughs> or knows of one anywhere, or something similar, I guess um, you know, definitely shoot us an email at the slowridepodcast@gmail.com and let me know. Yeah, that would be. Sweet I will if you say got the Visma gig. If you got a Visma job, if you if you could pull this off, um, this would be the greatest. I mean, I think at that point we can stop the podcast, yeah. right? Like, I mean, that's like, that's kind of what we do. Well, um, I mean, I've got the water bottle so, here, courtesy of a lovely listener. So, you know, I've got 24 ounces of uh, of courage ready for the interview. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I if it happens soon enough, I can get you guys Wout's autograph. But, uh, you know, not if Ineos has anything to say about it. So, Awesome. So, Tim, you done anything? Have anything? I done anything? Yeah, like anything happened to you in the last week? Well, I, I mean, yes and I think no. we've all been doing a lot of different stuff over this uh, yes. quarantine time of yeah. no bike racing. You know, like surely. Okay, so we can we can totally go into um, th- this quarant. What, what do we want to call this? Like what like what we've done quarantine corner? There, there's got to be something that's that's creative here. Corner. Corner. Okay. Just spell corner. the corner with corner? a Q and a U, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll copyright that real quick. Rhy- rhymes with Horner. Spelled corner. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been a couple things that I have done as of late that have been pretty exciting that I kind of picked up lately. There, yeah. There's two I want to talk about. So I want to start first, and then maybe you guys can share a couple of your things, and then uh, and then I'll um I'll go from there. But the, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is I started listening to a podcast um, oh. by a critic named Rob Harvilla called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's only on Spotify. So this isn't an ad for Spotify, but you can't get it anywhere else. But it is probably the best podcast outside of Cyclocross Radio. Um, and? And, <laughs> and the Slow Ride okay. podcast. And? Okay. Yeah. I just really enjoy this podcast. I highly recommend it, everybody. You have to go on Spotify. I just got Sarah on it, too. So it's called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. It's really well done. 
Um, Bill from Cyclocross Radio is also into it. I I absolutely it's love. It's nice it. to see the uh, the young kids like you uh, trying to figure out what was happening in the nineties. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's cute. Well, what's really crazy is it does like really in depth music critiquing on songs that you know like Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. and uh Mariah Carey. Huh. Um just just some amazing stuff yeah, you're in there. Selling it. But then every now and then yeah, but then you got the ghetto boys that come in out of like left field off the top rope. You're like, oh and then <laughs> Wu Tang with cream. It's amazing. Yeah. Highly recommend it. So yeah, yeah that right. that has been a um a lot of fun for me. All right. So I've been okay. doing well, that. That's cool. And I know what do you what do you I know little guy has gotten really into podcast editing at least for the last few months. <laughs> but maybe yeah, I've been into podcast editing. Outside of that, I, I, I am sure the void left by bike racing that just did not exist for a while. I am a little bit concerned. I am a little bit worried about what we're gonna find out about little guy because I know he's got a, a laundry list of backburnered projects. Let's projects, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so what, what do you got, little guy? Well, when and I the rail about, bike doesn't yeah, count. Bike yeah, doesn't when I count. Thought, yeah, it's too bikey. <laughs> when I thought about this, I was like, what have I been doing, you know, other than dadding, being just doing a lot more dad time. Um and it's been a lot of house projects. I've done a lot of like painting things and fixing things. I've been trying to learn how to make things out of wood. I'm not very good at it. But I am right now um building sort of a little cabinet for the bathroom that will hold uh like toilet paper and stuff in it because we currently don't have a good spot in our bathroom for that but i'm trying to i'm building it to look like a robot so when you push one of the robot's arms it like spits toilet paper out of its belly and when you when you're going to move the other arm it's going to open its little robot head and you you can put toilet paper in are you just that's that's currently what i'm working on are you making an an adult sized pez dispenser for toilet paper basically yeah yeah, yeah. Do you have a template for this that you're tracing, or is this just yeah. out of I your mean, mind? I mean, I like drew a plan, and then I and then I, I mean, I didn't you, find anywhere. It's okay. in my now, mind. It's, you it's, need it's, to it's, you need to can you, you need to take that plan and fold it up, put it in an envelope, self-address yeah. it, send it to yourself, <laughs> because you're gonna want this idea. Uh, you know. Yeah. You're gonna need the copyright. You're gonna need to claim to this yeah. idea. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I think mentioning it here gives me trademark because because uh, if anybody spe- else, Spencer, has, that's an amazing tip. Starts of it after one of the um, here, what, that's the what, ultimate dad. Are you sure you don't have kids? Another, that's the ultimate uh, dad good tip. tip for little guy, which actually works out really well. Um, a because he's a cheapskate, and B because it's self-addressed. If you uh, if you just put your <laughs> your address as the main address and where you want to send the letter as the return address and drop oh, it no, in yeah. the mailbox with no stamp, you're gonna save yourself mm-hmm. forty five cents or whatever it is oh, these yeah. days. And no, they'll I just know. send it back uh, to sender, which is the person you wanted it to go to the whole uh, time. Dude, what a that's yeah. a classic trick. I tried yeah. that; it didn't work. Really? Um, <laughs> it can work no, sometimes. No, <laughs> no. Uh, little guy, can you do me a favor? Can you mm-hmm. take this the plans that you drew up for your Pez Pez dispensing toilet paper con- robot. Uh, contraption? Uh, it's a robot. Uh, and put that on our, our Instagram account, really, just to catch the spirit of the thing. Um, it'd be amazing. Is there crayons? Did you did you draw this plan with crayons? <laughs> no, I used a pencil. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I want to tell you one other crazy idea. Uh-huh. Um, that's slightly bike related, and I, the same thing. If I say it now, it's trademarked. Uh-huh. So if anybody makes it before I finish it, which probably happened because I'm slow at doing everything, I've been working on uh, preliminary steps of a board game called Doctor Time Trial, 
where you're a doping doctor in <laughs> okay. the 90s. Yeah. And you're doping doctors. <laughs> and, you know, you're doping your riders. Uh-huh. And then at the end, at some point, you'll have to you'll have to be the doping phase, the race phase, and then the going to trial and trying to get off and then see if you can have enough money to move to Monaco phase. So this is like a Monopoly Wow, style no, it'll be game. way better than Monopoly because Monopoly sucks. Well, I'm, is this yes. like an RPG? I'm thinking though, like, you like, need to go travel around the board, and you're landing game. on different riders, and you know, buying up their contracts or, or signing contracts with them for a certain amount of money. My strategy, I'm thinking, I'm going to try and finish mm-hmm. second place every single time, uh, just to not oh, draw enough suspicion. <laughs> but I'm going to, uh, you know, get them good enough results that they're happy. The, well, that, I that's think, a yeah, classic. I think, yeah, classic tactic. I like it's, that tactic, Spencer. It's going to be kind of a, a building deck game, I think. So yes, um, that might be a good strategy because if you get uh, too many points, you might alert the exactly. the, so, yeah. the Wada to you. Well, um, but you probably can't use the name Wada in your game, right? Like you need to kind of yes. make it adjacent, like yes. like what like Wada adjacent, right? Yes. Um, you can't use UCI. Now, they'll get me the rainbow. The rainbow will have um, a color in a different order. Yeah. I plan on making the doctors rather than a Dr. Ferrari, there'll be a Dr. Maserati, a Dr. Uh-huh. Lamborghini, Love it. Um, a Dr. Lancia. <laughs> okay. Um, Look, I think this has legs. I really want to flesh this out just a no, little bit. Does. When you say a building game, is this like a Magic the Gathering card game is what you're thinking? And then like the kids in school are going to be trading it, like, oh, I got, sounds like, I got no, Pants no, no. Marnstrong. It sounds a little no, more just like, a, uh, like a Pokemon style game to me where you're trying to catch. No, okay. I, no I'm just thinking with... Within each game, you have to build a deck. So, so you'll have to in the first round, you'll you'll be a doctor and you'll get a rider and you'll get you'll have to draw cards and go around, and and you'll have to try to get the cards that work with your rider. So as we know, like okay, so you get like type B positive, and you're trying to find a rider that matches with that card. <laughs> right. So like you'll have to get you'll have to draw blood. So like uh-huh. you'll, you can draw blood cards, EPO cards, amphetamine cards, uh, masking agent cards. You want to pl- obviously you want to hold those till after the time trial to play those before the doping control. Uh, and can you pull B sample? But also, cards? yeah, there'll be B sample cards. <laughs> nice. You'll also get a rider, and you'll know your rider will say maybe the other guys know your rider, but they don't know. Like Tim doesn't know my rider needs more EPO. Right. But, Tim, but I don't know. Tim's rider needs more blood bags. And your rider oh, yeah. only responds to amphetamines, right? So we're all trying to get different cards, but then you're like, I don't want to get rid of my EPOs because Tim's been looking at those EPO cards and I don't want uh-huh. him to have them. That sort of idea. You get them up. There'll be a point where they race and then we'll, you'll collect your spoils and then you'll, you'll, you'll get indicted by the Italians and you'll try to get off and evade taxes. This, this has tremendous fine. legs. Now, now, Spencer, <laughs> I think they need a digital version of this game. Oh, uh, this, come on. <laughs> I don't know if it could pass the Apple App Store or anything <laughs> like that for us to sell yet, but we can work through this. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I like how I like how we I like how the we has been attached to this idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah, we was just sort of <laughs> little guy. I'll have my people uh, call your people, and we'll work it out. <laughs> okay, I'll be. Can I? I'll. Um, I don't know what I'll do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow tag out of this idea because it's really really hey, good. I mean, at some um, point we got to raise capital. To, to get this thing yeah. off the ground, so so Spencer, how are you going to top that? Like, like <laughs> a, a blood doping doc. Like we said, we were looking for things that you've done outside of the bike world. Little yeah. guys, like I rolled up my sleeves and went way into it. Yeah, it's borderline. I, I, but, you know, I mean, it, it would be foolhardy to try to uh, to top that, uh, which I can't. You know, I pretty much 
um, took this season off. Uh, much like Peter Sagan, I kind of put my legs up <laughs> and uh, really phoned nice. it in um, all summer long. Um, you know, watched a lot of YouTube, um, got into some Netflix, you know. So uh, I, I binged the whole season of Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off this season, oh, um, nice. which I, I mentioned on the pod back uh, a few yeah. weeks ago. Because um, because of you, I started listening, watching it yeah, too. It was amazing. The Chris Hoy Thank episode, you uh, Cake, made in the very first episode. Yeah. Now, there are going to be some spoilers. If you are in the middle of this season right now, go ahead and hit that 30 seconds forward button right now. Might want to hit it twice. <laughs> this might go for a minute. Guys, <laughs> of course he won. Chris Hoy yeah, Cake won. It was amazing. He took it all the way to yeah. the finish line yeah. based yeah. on the strength of that Chris Hoy bust. So... Oh, yeah. You know, we lost a lot in cycling this year, but uh, we gained a little, too. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, ho- I hope Chris Hoy has reached out to this gentleman and said, hey, can you cater my next, you know, event? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I want mini cupcakes of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a power Yeah, move. thank you for that recommendation. Anything else you've been doing, Spencer? Um, well, you know, cycling is so near and dear to my heart that, um, you know, I had to... It was tough to to replace it with a a similarly uh, positioned sport in the world. So I was I was like looking, combing through the internet, trying to find a sport that was as illustrious, as historic, and as respected uh, by the mainstream as cycling. Um, so I came across <laughs> uh, two options that I've been really enjoying. One is um, BattleBots. Uh, on Discovery yep. Channel, new season just started up. Watching robots fight each other—that's pretty great. And it's got, let me just tell you, everything cycling needs and, and doesn't have. Um, and also, uh, Yelly's Marble Runs—they uh, are doing the uh, the Marble Olympics or the uh, Marble League, whatever they call it—and uh, racing marbles around on YouTube. Amazing. Really invested in that it- and the personalities uh, behind these marbles. Uh, very good stuff. Also, everything oh, yeah. Yeah, is missing. Yeah, and then the stats that you get on the marbles are, are fantastic. It's kind of like the Hammer series plus marbles. It's it's amazing. I love that. That was also a recommendation I got from you. So yeah, my my quarantine's been um, great. I'll um the the one thing that I also really got into during quarantine was Zillow. Really? Where? <laughs> oh yeah. Every time before I go to bed, just bust out the Zillow app and just see mm-hmm. like just snooping on the neighbors. Uh, Seeing what they're up to? Yeah, you know, like, oh, you know, I, and then I kind of, you start, you know, you start looking around, you're like, oh, interest rates are a little low. Um, mm-hmm. Let me buy this house from 1936 that has zero problems. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I hear you guys talking so much lovingly about your, um, your Vanigans uh-huh. and how much fun you guys have restoring them. And you guys know me, I am definitely mechanically inclined oh yeah That's the first thing i think moved into the new house um not fully yet because there's a lot of work to be done but uh yeah super exciting i can totally land this plane boys like oh <laughs> man this <laughs> this thing yeah. is gonna you got, this house you, is gonna be you amazing you've got seagulls in the engines <laughs> you're you're yeah. over new york city and you're just trying to hash yeah. it out yeah yeah uh, yeah I, just call me sully uh-huh. but um, so it has a pretty sweet garage, and so there's ample room to hang bikes. Okay, sounds great. So I've got a couple of things. 
this is amazing. This is the best part. This is why I bought the house, this garage. And it's got room that I can actually take the old Swift cycle signs Mm -hmm. and put them up. So like the front wheel is going to be on the Swift cycle sign. And then the the rear wheels on some diamond plate that the previous owner left behind. Okay. So it's going to be looking like fantastic. Um, The problem is I don't really know how to hang that stuff. So yeah, if, okay. uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos today. I put in some uh, window locks, some sash locks. I've heard they're called. Uh, yeah, um, things are going great, try guys. Google um, drill. <laughs> All right, I will. Is it drill and stud finder? Yeah. yeah. yeah this is um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of things here, but overall, it's been going pretty well. I have not tried to convince sarah that i can get more bikes yeah because i'm starting to realize that i'm going to need to buy a lot of things that i may need to sell bikes to get the tools to fix stuff Mm -hmm. so um welcome yeah welcome to an old home sounds pretty good (laughs) there's room for more bikes though so i mean it's 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 possible down the road yeah i i'll need to look into some storage options but i know everyone really wants to talk about this old house with tim Mm -hmm. but what we really should get to is actually probably some of the bigger news that's happened and of course that's the world or the World Cup of Cyclocross that happened today at Namur. Today was a big day. Let's start with the women, mostly because while we weren't surprised with the the victor, um, Lucinda Brand, at 30 seconds over a surprise, maybe? Asterix, second place finisher, Clara Hausinger, the American champion. I mean, I, I would I know that she's been just off the podium the last week or two. Yeah. But this was a pretty amazing performance for her so i was absolutely thrilled to see that with a solid second place um and then third place uh for denise betsema <coughs> yeah just cut that one out in post sorry Lara. i think that was no that's what you do you say denise betsema and then you cough i think that's the official way to say her name yeah but anyways clara hansinger uh takes a solid second place it was amazing what were you guys thoughts my first thoughts when turning on the feed uh because I turned on a little late, so just after the women's race. And I, I looked at it, and I said, ah, oh, Katie Compton on the podium. Nice. And went to go make a cup of tea, get breakfast ready for a little tamoon tamoon, and came back. I was looking at it some more. I was like, that's not Katie Compton. I was like, oh, yeah. Katie Compton's not national champ anymore. Yeah. I can't – it can't be dislodged from my brain. You know, I mean, it's 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 almost like the only constant in the world. It's like if gravity stopped working. Uh-huh. I know, I know, it doesn't work anymore. I know she's not the champ anymore. But it's so hard to see a woman in those national uh, colors and and not default to that. So that my, was my first thought. And then I was like, oh yes, that's an awesome ride. Yeah. You know. Speaking of Katie Compton, it should come up real quick. Is Mark Leg on his Instagram post? Uh, uh, today pretty much said that Katie Compton's done for this year yeah. and next year will be her last year of cyclocross yeah. um, with the uh, Walmart world championships uh, being the, you know, the final of, of a tent, which, you know, rightfully so. So hopefully a, a big battle, but yeah. So kind of sad that she, I think she dropped out of the race today and then it's, it looks like pulling out for the rest of the season. Yeah. So um, it's like leg injury or something, but yeah, that's a bummer. It'll be weird without Katie, but yeah. Anyway, so so Spencer, what did you think of the women's race? Well, you know, most of what I saw about the race was uh, about the post-race interview um, with Clara, um, where the uh, uh, European media over there um, <laughs> just kind of uh, made some snide kind of questions, kind of baity 
questions and was like, hey, so uh, good job. Been a while since an American's been up here, uh, which she promptly <laughs> and uh, very succinctly shut down by being like, no, it hasn't actually. Uh, because, you know, as we all know, Katie Compton has won, I think, 20 World Cups, um, which is wild, but that goes over quite a long span. So you could say, okay, well, maybe they – Maybe they were thinking, uh, you know, it's been a while since Katie Compton's been at the top of a game. But, you know, Katie Keogh yeah. also has been on the podium in uh, Iowa City at a World Cup uh, quite recently. And um, shout out to Clara for, you know, in her first uh, uh, European campaign, you know, full campaign, um, having the wherewithal in front of the media to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not letting yeah. you get away with that one. I yeah. like that this is gracefully done. Yeah, it was awesome, fantastic. Now on the men's side, we had a glorious out front attack by Trinity Racing's own Tom Pidcock, mm-hmm. looking good. In fact, he was so far in front that I just turned off the TV what? and went to the you know went to go do some work. Yeah, because I was like, oh, Pidcock, old old Piddles has this one. Just guaranteed. That's a super rookie guarantee. There's no way he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. He's he's so far out front. Mm-hmm. Um, well so, done. yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic he, job, He Tim. didn't win. He didn't win, Tim. He didn't yeah, win. I know. It was like, great, great job cursing. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Um, because, yeah. of course, Matthew Vanderpool beat up and dusted Walt Van, <laughs> Walt Van Art for the one-two finish over Pidcock. What were you guys thinking of the course overall and the race? Are you happy that cyclocross racing is back or like any other sport for me in 2020 besides, I guess, Grand Tour racing? I'm kind of just not thinking it's real where cyclocross without the big crowds Mm -hmm. kind of feels weird to me. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a sport. I know these guys are at their top of their game, men and women. Uh It still seems a little like weird to me it's it, it feels it almost has the feel of a preseason basketball game with just mm-hmm. no one there in the crowd even though everyone is working hard and i just so am i an outlier here what are you guys thinking on the this no. men's race today no i agree it is weird especially a race like namuru that's usually huge huge crowd like massive crowd usually those fences would be like almost falling over from all the people on those muddy slopes that's mm-hmm. weird but i mean still great racing it is a little. It is a little weird. Cross really does play off the fans a lot more than other racing. Like I don't mind watching a humanless Volta mountaintop finish, but you lose a little something when you don't have it for cross. Yeah, hearkening back to my uh, my quarantine hobbies, you know, with the uh, with the marble racing and the battle bots, that that is something they do very well. Um, that I think cycle cross could maybe uh, take some pointers from in this fanless season is a lot of yeah. sound design a lot of behind the scenes a lot of um getting to know the players a lot of uh manufactured drama as it were uh, i think we need a little of this hype a little uh wwe injected into our cyclocross for 2020 at the very least if not going forward um, we mm. need to get the fans pumped up. We need to get the people in their living rooms on their feet and cheering uh, for these uh, athletes because, um, you know, all it takes is a little bit of a um, a badass uh, intro music 
like rock and roll theme and you know some some announcers that are losing their minds uh, at every bit of action and instead of these kind of Euro soccer commentator style. Is there uh, smoke? You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Light shows. I want it all. Um, I think okay. I think 2020 is the year to really try it out and see if it sticks because you know what do you got to lose? Yeah. What well, What do you have to? I mean, I just. I guess it, I'm stoked racing has happened. I'm with you on it, Spencer. Maybe we do need to just get back to the World Cup in Cross Vegas with the craziness yeah. of the <laughs> the yeah, built berms. All right, I quit. <laughs> Bye. Oh. So I, I just um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's just weird. Um, I'm I'm stoked racing is back, and I'm I'm really giving it the old college try, and I really want to care, but until I see you know random fans holding their dirk. Hoffman Motorhomes mm-hmm. signs and, and ra- randomness. Now, I was reading the uh, uh, CX Hairs Bulletin, and they had a whole uh, breakdown of the various um, inflatables that have been lining the course at the Super Prestige races. So mm-hmm. there have been some, like, you know, randomness that is out there, including the Monopoly Man yep. that is running around with the, you know, that, but it's still not the same. I mean, anyways. well. I will agree. The the inflatables are definitely my son, Tambunin Tambunin's uh, favorite part of these mm-hmm. races. You know, you get such a quick glimpse of them. He gets really excited when you get the giant Toyo tires or whatever the heck. Uh, it wasn't, I don't know, we just had some giant ends today for Newsblad or whatever. But, I mean, I think you're selling the racing short. This was a great race. It wasn't as... Yeah. It wasn't quite as I guess the technically everybody seemed kind of on the same level. Like the top four were all on the same level. It just came down the legs, it felt like. There wasn't any one spot that felt like anyone was that much better than anyone else technically. And it was weird considering it was a muddy and slippery course a course and, and there was were, things, but were I don't you know. disappointed by the main off camper, the main feature of Namora that it's known for? Did it live up to the hype this year? It seemed uh, perhaps easier this year. Like the ruts were wider or something because nobody really had any problems. Uh, Vanderpool had one little problem, I think. And yeah. that's only because I think he got too close to Pidcock. You know, and he had to hit the brakes. Fast. He was yeah. going too fast. Yeah. So I was a little bit in that. There was a few other spots. Like that, that really steep down here where you could choose to run or ride. That was the only spot on the course where it felt like people had different approaches otherwise everyone is taken to the same and other than that it was like it came down to legs it was still a great race and it it went back and forth which was we don't see that very much anymore last few years so where are you guys in like the whole um i mean okay let's go here every other podcast gonna do it we're recording first so let's just jump in matthew vanderpool wow van are they bad for cyclocross no, they're great for cyclocross. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's what I think, they're bad, right? They're bad for road racing. <laughs> is it, is it, um, so, cause everyone talks about that rivalry, but it's amazing. And then you have Pidcock, you know, entering the chat. I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, uh, great there. And then as a, um, secondary part, do you think that, you know, are the road journalists and the road fans, are they going to just start being like, why is Matthew Vanderpool and Wout Van Art racing? Cyclocross, this is ridiculous. Like, I want to see them win, you know, Umloop or some road race. Like, what's the, you know, at what point yeah. are these guys going to stop racing Cyclocross? I personally don't understand 
the I mean, we've talked about this many times why people think there's only one way to be a road racer that you have to do a sp- very specific mm-hmm. build into everything. If these guys can do it, I mean, there's people talking about them racing too much, but like, look, when the road season ended, Vanderpool took a long time off between winning Flanders and coming out here. Wout didn't take quite as much time, but they both took, mm-hmm. you know, four or five weeks before they came back and started racing. I. I guess I just don't see it. Like, they've got coaches. They get tested. Like, people know, like, how they're recovering. And they they both seem to take plenty of time off. They just don't take it in one specific chunk. Sounds like, like uh, Tim, right. sounds like Lil Guy has been uh, workshopping this card game quite a bit. He's, That's, he's okay, Spencer, you and I, I know you saw the glimmer in my eye when he was going there uh-huh. when we were yeah, talking yeah. about it. Yep, this is definitely straight out of Little Guy. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah, this, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying... This thing, he's, we talked about this when Wout first did his first season, came over on the road, and before it, people were like, yeah, he's really good, but there's no way after this super hard uh-huh. cross season is he going to be able to do it. And then he came out and Strada Bianchi and got third, and we were like, yeah, you know, obviously. Yeah, we you. knew that was going to yeah. happen. And I was like, why wouldn't so you since good? we're as good a week ago? Like, <laughs> So since we're talking Wout and we're talking some Pidcock, we know Pidcock is going to Tim, Team Ineos. And now there's the chatter of, I mean, I guess it's, has it been going on a while? The chatter of Wout Van Art going to Ineos? Yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, um, a couple of days. So, little guy, uh, I was following the race along on Twitter. Um, it sounds like Tim turned it off halfway through when Pidcock's victory was assured. And um, uh, did you notice any teamwork between Tom Pidcock and Wout <laughs> Van Art? Uh, is there anything you can pull from the tape uh, that will? Shed some light on this situation. I did not. I saw the opposite of teamwork. I saw Pitters off the front. I saw Wout putting in a turn of speed to bring him back only to uh-huh. launch math the Vanderpool. <laughs> so, uh, the old movie star teamwork. Was, yeah, I was going to say, is Ineos uh, need to be worried about this then? Is this something they need to make note of and highlight in the uh, race day journal? Yeah, I think they would. I mean... God help us, Wout doesn't go to Anios, but yes. <laughs> I mean, racing cross on a Pinarello is that's going to be uh, something of a miracle yeah. on its of its own. How are they how are they going to sticker that Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets complicated, right? I don't know. I hope he doesn't. I mean, let's. I mean, obviously, he has to go to a team that uses ketones because um, right. we know he likes the ketones and. Ineos, I think, claim they don't use ketones, but there's no way. There's no way. In um, hell, that team's not on ketones, especially considering so, how thin their writers look, are. Look, I'm going to go off script here for just a moment, and Tim, you can feel free to answer this one as well, but let's just take the imaginary scenario that Wout leaves Jumbo Visma. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously a powerhouse of a team, huge sponsor in Visma, which is a uh, small software company based in Norway. Um, that is just one of our favorites. Um, so good. So good. If he does not stick with Jumbo Visma, what team do you want him yeah. to, to be on? Where where would you like to see Wild Van Aert land? Ooh, that's a good question. I cannot see him leaving, but I would like to see him go to FDJ personally. I think he'd okay. look Okay. All right. I think so he'd you look want the really career good. to just sort of end. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think he'd look really good in the kit. Uh-huh. Um, I think as a as a guy, uh, Wout, as a guy who is probably going to win many national titles, cross, road, 
mm-hmm. could win ro- world titles, time trial in the road. He he's obviously been right there or has some of those. Um, I think he needs to think about how he wants to represent those national and world champion stripes in the future. And the best place to do that, we know, is at yes. DJ. That's true. So that's what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. Tim, do you have uh, any opinion on this at all? I mean, Movie Star is probably your choice, but, uh, <laughs> oh, God. you know, if you well, have I'm, other thoughts. I, I think I'm – I kind of – I'm trying to remember what, what side of this debate I'm on, like, because I've been the president <laughs> of, like, anybody but WoW, but then also <laughs> – I didn't like Matthew Vanderpool forever. I think I'm fully on the Matthew Vanderpool train right now. Okay. Um, I may flip flop at any time. So therefore, since WoW is not my favorite, I think he needs to go to the enemy of the state. Um, so I, I need to see him uh, similar to like you were saying, going to FDJ where the career ends. I would love to see him at like Bahrain Merida hanging no. out with Mikel Landa oh. and just getting, just getting horrible. Like ah. just, you know, okay. depressed about bike racing just not happy with anything, thinking that he should be the team leader. So um, right now, I'm just wow. gonna go. Uh, I, I know this. I I feel kind of bad even saying it. I wow. I don't think I would. I know I have a lot of enemies in cycling <laughs> and in life. I don't know if I would wish anybody to go to Bahrain Merida. Like I would even say like go to Astana before Bahrain Merida. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Bahrain team is probably my least favorite team. So yeah, just all right. Okay. See you later. Just. Yeah, well, go there. A bummer yeah. from Tim. Uh, uh, probably technically a neutral from Little Guy, not wanting to see the career advance at the very least. Um, I'm taking. <laughs> Where else can it go? <laughs> I'm taking a totally different track here. I think I want to see Wout flourish. I want to see him at a team with a mentor that can really show him how he can be his best. Because um, I don't think we've seen the best out of Wout yet, and uh, I think. Our European slash Australian correspondent, Michael Matthews, on the Mitchelton team <laughs> is the man to bring Wout to that next level. Huh. Interesting. Well, he certainly elevated all the other riders on Sunweb this year um, at the detriment of himself. So mm-hmm. perhaps. Team, team, uh, true uh, team player. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. I thought you were going to go somewhere else, uh, Spencer, when you were talking about that he needs a mentor and someone to show him the way mm-hmm. that he should go to um, Alpecian Phoenix and go race with Matthew Vanderpool, <laughs> who mean, could be his mentor. Uh-huh. I think I said this like two years ago that they should team up for one season on the road, and it would be <laughs> the most glorious thing ever when he had the contract trouble. And it would have it been should be a reality TV show amazing. if they did that. Oh, oh it'd be so good. <laughs> it would all, but it anyway. would also be that thing like when you were at recess in elementary school and everyone's playing basketball or football or something. And there's like two or three kids that are better than everybody else. And they just decide that day they're going to be on the same team. They don't want to mess around. They want to win by 150 points and everybody else is like, well, we can't force them, but this is stupid now. Well, I think, I think we need to go check in um, with green edge cycling zone, Michael Matthews to see how he feels about the strong rumors of Wout Van Aert joining the team. Remember it and uh, yeah, enjoy your story podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap once again. 
Let's just knock this out right away. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to check out the family of shows. We have great independent cycling media. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com and you can find out about shows such as Nowhere Fast, which is a e-racing specific podcast that digs into everything you could possibly want to know about trainer racing, including how everyone dopes in trainer racing. It's amazing. I was actually really infatuated with this the other day. And then they had a trainer engineer, like an engineer that makes the trainers, talking all about trainer setup. It was great. Absolutely loved it. That's just one Wide Angle Podium show. So head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> the doping in online racing is like, it, it, it boggles my mind. I, I, why should I be surprised? Did, People cheat. Are you going to get that in your card game? Uh, I wasn't going to have an online racing component, but maybe in the digital version of the game, yeah, it'll be, it'll be Zwift. Absolutely. Zwift related. Yeah, we can work that in. Um, you can also, you know, after you check out all these shows on the wideanglepodium.com, um, Criterion Nation, uh, Nowhere Fast, as Tim mentioned, um, Bill Shiken over at Cyclecross Radio. Um, if you like what you find there, uh, become a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network and donate as little as five bucks a month to help support us and what we're doing. And if you do so, you get um, a nice little discount off the uh, uh, the new Cyclocross um, bulletin that Bill Shiken is doing as well. Yeah. So that is a another reason to sign up if you haven't already um, over at WideAnglePodium.com. With Cyclocross season here, you can read Cyclocross Bulletin and then go to Roller Derby, another Wide Angle Podium uh, partnership. Roller Derby, spell it the way a cyclist would. And you can bet internet points on Cyclocross racing right now. And I am currently in fourth place overall. I'm crushing wow. it. How? Crushing it. What? What? And we're going to see if you guys can beat me. Yeah. And I've gotten challenges in the Facebook and the, the Slow Ride Podcast official fan experience zone on Facebook. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And none of them are beating me. They're over here talking <laughs> trash. So I'm just going to throw that one out there. Now, little guy. How 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 are you? Who else you, we brought to by? I just, first, I just want to make sure. How are you, the person who walked away thinking Pidcock had won the race <laughs> in fourth place? Uh, boggles the mind. Um, we are also brought to you, of course, by uh, Willis Kitchen with their WillisKitchen.com. Their delicious oat milk. Uh, we talked about it a bunch. It's wonderful. It's delicious. Uh, the unsweetened original version of Willis is now shipping. I just got mine. Um, they were. It was just rolling out in the last month here. Shipping, I've received some. It's amazing. Um, it's got the least sugar of anyone on the market. It's just got one gram of sugar, and that's from the oats. It's only made with water, organic whole grain oats, vanilla, and salt. It's the best oat milk. I know we said about the other one too, but this one, if you're going for an unsweetened milk, this will blow your mind that this is an unsweetened oat milk. Like, If you've had unsweetened oat milk that don't taste, you're like, eh, I got to hide that under a bunch of other stuff. This is not the one. Like, it's amazing. It's so good, and it's shipping. So go jump on that now. You can use the code SLOWRIDE20. Save yourself 20% off that first order. All right. Let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. 
Alright guys, I know it is time that we usually go in and we dig into the mailbag. We will get to the mailbag a little bit, but we got a lot of online notes on Twitter, DMs on Instagram, the Facebook page is blowing up with folks sending us arguably the greatest cycling jersey of all time. Of course, I'm talking about the new AG2R Citrione jersey. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm doing this in the mailbag is I just want to give one shout out to Thomas Earl on the Facebook group who only comment was no, but we, you know, we're quickly saved by the diehard listeners of the pod. Um, <laughs> used Smeets linked an article for, uh, containing an interview from Greg Van Ivermet where he's complaining about the brown shorts. Um, so, oh, what? yeah, that's not a, that's not in defense. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he, he really wants black bids because, uh, uh, Van Evermont says that, uh, um, it will make him look thinner, which come on, uh, get, let's get off that train GVA. The brown shorts is what makes this kit, but they once again are going to be on campy next year. Guys, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it right now. That AG2R kit is the best in the professional Peloton. I'm going to buy a Citrion. I'm going to gray import it through Jacksonville. Uh-huh. It's going to be amazing. I love it. I'm 100% all in. I've seen some great memes about it. The best critique was when your kid finds font size 72 on Mac paint. And you're like, yeah, kind of looks that way. Yeah. But what is bit. your guys' reactions on the AG2R Citrion kit? Uh, first look, I liked it. I think it's, I think it's great. It's different from every other kit in the Peloton, so I'll take it. You know, right. it's not the most groundbreaking thing of all time, but like I, th- I feel like people, the first the first blush, everyone wants to really break it down too much. Whereas if you just threw any 1980s kit at people, they'd be like, "Cool," mm-hmm. you know. So it's fun. That's an interesting take, little guy, because. When I first saw this, I was like, wow, that looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks clean and professional. It looks modern. It looks like any piece of electronic equipment that I would buy that cost over $100. Um, You know, the packaging of it would look like the unboxing video. This is what the the box would look like. But um, the more I thought about that, the more I said, Okay, yeah, it just sort of looks like a, a package of a fancy knockoff iPhone product, uh, you know? <laughs> and yeah. it's not actually that exciting. And I I went from extreme high to extreme low. I, I think they just wow. they tricked us. I think if if we learned anything from EF cycling uh, their their kits the last two years and especially with their Giro edition this year, um, it's that the sky's the limit, baby, and uh, this thing <laughs> is going fast in the other direction. And I'm uh, really I'm pretty disappointed in this kit. I gotta say, is it um, the lack of blue? Like, or is it like the, what? Like, are you okay of, with the brown the, shorts? The lack of blue hurts. The the okay. if the brown yeah. shorts were gone, I would I would this would be the worst kit of all time. Um, Agreed. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, the blue, the lack of the blue hurts. I mean, the Citron or whatever, whatever one is in red there across the chest could at least be in the AG2R blue. Come on. Um, so 
I think it's uh, a fail. Yeah, I think it's a major fail. I, I, I saw it getting a lot wow. of love, and uh, I'm not trying to be contradictory here on purpose. Uh, I just it, it, it resonated with me initially, but the more I thought about it, the more I had to back away. What a polarizing kit, because I, I, I'm absolutely in love with this for a couple reasons. One is the double down on the brown. Like, I... <laughs> I'm with you. If this was Black Bibs and GVA is rich. That should be the tagline in their advertisements. Hashtag double down on the brown. Yeah. 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 I just, I think that the, I absolutely love it. I, I, um, I like the simplicity, Mm -hmm. whatever. I understand that the sky is the limit. Um, and I appreciate we can have different opinions on it, but I just, the, the blue I miss, but I like how they just own the red. I like the shoulders with the Citrion. I, I I'm in love with this kit. I they own it. And what's crazy is we see other cycling apparel manufacturers now making brown short bibs. Like like oh, you yeah. see brown mm-hmm. bibs out there mm-hmm. um, for some high end bibs, and you're like, hmm. You know, for how many years was AG2R getting crapped on for having the blue the brown <laughs> so, bibs? Sorry, so and uh, can you just uh, in post maybe put like a bell for a dad joke right there? That yeah, was amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I just anyways, it was there. Um, we're going to talk about a couple more kit uh, reveals here in a second, but I do think we should keep going on some emails that we've gotten from some of our loyal listeners. So first up, uh, let's give a shout out to Jesse Reince, longtime listener, multi-time emailer. It was very simple. The Jumbo Visma team bus must have been traveling the rural Minnesota roads and threw its trash on the highway, and it is a Keystone Light 24 pack of boxes but the way that the box landed mm-hmm. the the s is missing so it says ketones <laughs> such a dad joke too. <laughs> yeah well done I, I it's so good yeah it's really good it's okay spencer you can you can keep up it a little bit well you gotta have a dad uh, you gotta get a kid i guess um uh, <laughs> it's it's funnier. It's probably funnier the more kids you have. That's Jesse was just rolling around. <laughs> okay, can of worms, boys. Hello, fellows. I have a can of worms to open. Can we bring back Chris Horner to the good side? There, I said it. I don't know how, but on my YouTube homepage, his video popped up, so I clicked on it, and what I saw was pure comedy in a good way. I was stoked. I personally never liked the guy. I was never even a fan of him. And for what it's worth, we could all collectively forget about him. But maybe, just maybe, he is actually the guy that could open the door for cycling villains to come to the good side again. I don't know why, but you guys come to mind to pull this off. Maybe with the help, helpful tub of some Miracle Wap chamois cream that he's apparently not using yet, we can get him back on the good side. Best regards, Nicholas. P.S. I hope to have a question about VW Vanagon soon to not completely derail the show with my questions and ideas. Ask is Chris ahead. Horner a candidate to come back to the good side, gentlemen? Go. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you guys know I stayed on the train longer than you guys did. So. So. Yeah, no, I think I think he is a good candidate. He's gone pretty far to the dark side. This could be a Darth Vader situation, you know, where he. Uh, has his his come come around moment right there at the end, and it's too late for him, but uh, he still sets us up for success. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like, but um, yeah, back in the day, um, pre World Tour, Chris Horner 
very funny, very likable guy. Probably still a very funny and goofball kind of uh, guy, but um, you know, could easily so, be that conduit between the dark side and and the path. Well, let's go. Light. Okay, so I I want to go. Let's bullet point why he's on the dark side. One. Mm. Lance. Okay, Lance, sure. I was going to say one is that he called himself America's most popular cyclist when he wasn't invited to Calif- Tour of California on just part of what team was he even on? Like some uh, air gas? Was that air gas? Air, like what team? Air gas. He was on some air team. Air gas or lupus. or lupus? Yeah. Lupus? Yeah. Okay. Two, the bike throw. Like, I, like while oh, yeah. I love a good solid bike throw, his bike throw, was that at Philly Pro? Like the last, the last Philly pro. And he threw that thing. I mean, in just disgust. He threw it from lemon Hill to the Rocky statue. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. That was a good throw. Um, I'm trying to think why else like he's I mean, for a while I love Chris Horner. I got him to autograph mid race, my skin suit. So (laughs) I, for a while was on the Chris Horner train. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe I can come back. Sure. I'm trying to think like what else he's done. I mean, I guess he cut. Um, well, he had the the amazing goatee, so he cut that. So that was definitely the first step to go to the dark side. Um, yeah, that's how you knew it was there. He won the Volta. The I mean, you know, well, at least he still has won the Volta. Um, yeah. When's the statues of limitations go out on that? I mean, if they took away JJ Kobo's, I mean, at what point? Um, how many years ago was that? And then is he still under? Um, yeah, Kobo was guess, 11 and and Horner was 13. I mean, it was a shame that Chris Horner, an American Grand Tour winner, could not get a good contract after that. Like, I do agree with him that it's kind it's, of ridiculous. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was old. So, not as old Maybe as we can get him back on the, the good side. I'm sure he's listening to the podcast. Chris, come back. Yeah, he was goofy. He'd embarrass <laughs> himself at cross races. I mean, that, that was one of the most charming things can, about him is how technically mm-hmm. – um, terrible he was at cross. Yet he showed up to everything, yeah. and 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 obviously the 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 road the road pro commentators were like, "There's no way he'll be able to race good anymore if he does this." And then he won the Volta. So, can yeah. I? His that's a very good point, little guy. I also want to say that one thing I always loved about Chris Horner. This is a redeeming quality, and not a quality of bad people of bad guys in cycling. He always had a smile on his face when he was racing. Oh, and yeah. riding oh, like sure. up the mountains, like that smile was, it was like Mansebo had the shoulder drop, right? Tyler Hamilton had like that excruciating pain face. Mm-hmm. Horner had like the smile. I couldn't even pull that off in like trying to uh, be Chris Horner, like imitate him because it was just too big of a smile. And I, I've always liked that. He also had amazing sun, sun lines around his sunglasses. He always had like <laughs> kind of the, you know, really mm-hmm. just tanned face except around the the giant oakley jaw bones or whatever he was wearing so <laughs> yeah if if uh if anyone listening hasn't looked at our instagram if you want to see a picture of tim going up a hill in a bike race uh, i just i posted one the other day of all three of us going up a hill circa 2008 and tim he's not smiling no no, no. i was in some serious pain um <laughs> i was i was so. starting to like wait is my back tire flat is it, is it losing weight or is it losing flat. a psi it must, it must be flat, yeah. colby large hits us up on email ads thought this might get a laugh kind of cool conago road bike 900 bucks canadian wow dude is dreaming then i read on not sure why he put this on there but 
the lock and light are not included. Well, bummer. I was all in up until that point. And this is, of course, a Colnago road bike that looks pretty sweet. But it has a monstrous U-lock with the bracket on, mm-hmm. which I love. I don't know many people that use the U-lock bracket, let alone on a road bike. Um, but yeah. So, guys, if you're going to be selling a road bike, wouldn't you take the light and the lock off the picture? Or would you throw that in as a complimentary offer? Uh... Well, I don't. None of us would have the bracket on there. That that's like a whole can of worms. I feel like the bracket is a weird thing in that it makes perfect sense. You have a lock. Where are you going to put the lock if you're just riding somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like there's that you hit a certain level of cycling where you know that you can't put the bracket on there. You know, it's not cool. And just seeing the bracket on I- someone's bike is like noob. I feel like this ad is it's like a car ad where where they explicitly mention like this is my daily driver so the mileage will be going up mm-hmm. to kind of like get you to buy it quicker like with lower miles like 50 miles a week or whatever they're putting on it is really going to damage that engine or devalue it or something. Yeah. Um I feel like that's the power play going on in this ad is uh that he's like oh, you see that light in that lock? Let me just mention it so I make sure that you see it. I'm still riding this bad boy every day. <laughs> That's, you know? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. See, I've been looking at uh, Craigslist for cars for, for my mother-in-law because she, she needs a cheap car, so I've been trying to find her a car. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people that do that, um, that just don't clean the car out, which tells me they're still driving it. Like the pack of Marlboro Reds is still sitting on the console. And I got to yeah. say, that does not make me want to pick up the phone any quicker to buy that car. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, cool. It's still got your it's still got your junk. So if I come to look at it, I have to push your crap out of the way to try it. Cool. Excited. David Price hits us up. 2020, a year for gratitude. Dear Slow Ride, I hope that you're planning a year-end special. 2020, the year of the pandemic, was kind of awful due to COVID-19 restrictions, civil unrest in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, and the general anarchy in Seattle and Portland. Yet despite all these challenges, there were some great things this year. First, the Tour de France was epic. The first day of, was with rain-induced sliding crashes was fantastic, and the time trial on the last day of true racing was unforgettable. Although I felt sorry for the sponsor who put laser on Primo's TT helmet. <laughs> Second, the finish at LBL and Philippe's premature celebration was classic. Third, there are now more folks on the bicycle trails in Los Angeles County than ever before due to the COVID cycling converts. Fourth, funding for cycling teams at historically black colleges is a great way to encourage diversity in one's life, most positive and uplifting activities riding a bicycle. Fifth, the Slow Ride podcast each Thursday, Tuesday helped, me keep, helped keep me grounded. Last but not least, I learned that works who brought me my leaf blower was interchangeable battery for my power washer. Also has a strong trimmer for lawn edging that comes from a free lifetime supply of replacement line. What a country and what a year. David Price. <laughs> what a, <laughs> we did our part. Great email. Appreciate yeah, we, the email. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a huge it, show next week. Um, I just want everyone to set their expectations extremely, extremely high. Our slow ride podcast. year end spectacular. will be amazing. Right guys. Got a lot planned, oh. right? Been working well, on it. I ton. think we're definitely going to have to go back. Uh, I think at 
either the end of last year or the beginning of this year, we did uh, predictions. Oh, God, we for did. The year. And, uh, we're going to have to see how those panned out. Oh, my God. Um, and then we'll do predictions for next year? It'll be the predictions yeah. pod? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's, you know, most people do the retrospective of the year, and uh, we want to obviously do something a little one step above that. So we're going to have to do predictions for 2021. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a great email. A lot of great stuff did happen this year. It's, it's pretty easy to be down in the dumps. Um, you know, everybody's uh, uh, got their own struggles going on uh, with 2020, obviously, but um, it, uh, it is good to see the light shown on a few of the bright spots that we had Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that so let's go two quick emails and then we'll uh get going on a couple of uh pro cycling news um stats but real quick uh shout out to ralph doloff for sending us a craigslist find from san francisco of a klein adept comp vintage mountain bike for only 630 dollars looking pretty sweet it also has the um, the red to gold uh, fades, so they're still out there. And I believe the email was subject line was they're still out there. Thanks, Ralph. Really appreciate that. <laughs> and of course, we want to give a shout out after being asked by uh, Sean Young. Hi, love the podcast. Helps pass the time on the winter rides. I'm wondering what is the song you use for the opening? And that is a great email, Sean. And we. Um, we, we missed out on giving the shout out to a friend of the pod, um, BK one of rhyme Sarah's entertainment for his continued, um, uh, use and allowance to use Tama Dick cannibal from the album radio do cannibal, which is available on rhyme Sayers. Um, check it out. Fantastic. Um, Spencer, can you give us a little, can you tell our listeners? Cause I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about BK one. Um, yeah. T- tell us a little bit about him and kind of how we've come across, uh, arguably the greatest, intro music because NPR once used this for one of their like minute, like the, yeah. you know, marketplace kind of interludes. Like, mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, Hey, the slow ride music was on marketplace. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I've, I feel like we've stolen BK's thunder. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a great DJ uh, in Minneapolis now. Um, I don't know that he's playing out all that much anymore. He's got a couple of kids these days, but uh, originally from Milwaukee, um, was the live DJ for Brother Ali on Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for a long time and uh, rides his bike to get around town everywhere he goes. He's a good friend of mine um, and uh, very graciously allows us to um, use his music for the intro and outro of our show. He also uh, made a, a playlist for my wedding. Uh, so all the music at my wedding was curated by BK1. It was fantastic. It was a great playlist. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I know you yeah, loved Tim, it. You, you loved were tearing it. up the dance floor. <laughs> I, was, I was tearing it up. <laughs> I loved it. In actually being there, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, um, great guy to support. Uh, that whole album is awesome. He uh, that one in particular. Um, he flew down to Brazil and uh, spent some time there, searching through old record stores and finding all these old Brazilian records and pulling out bits of horns and different pieces and, and creating that whole album uh, from that. So it's a, it's a cool story. It's a cool song. He's a cool guy. Uh, go check out the album, com. That's right. BK1. So let's get into some quick rapid fire men's road cycling news. Uh, we have one small women's piece uh, that I'll, we'll, we'll start at the top. 
FDJ Women's team. I don't know if you guys saw this release their new kit. It's an FD. It's their kit is subtly different, but always better than the recent recent editions of the FDJ mm-hmm. kit. I would say, and this one is no different um, for the 2021 um, season. Absolutely love it. Everyone should check it out. We'll retweet it on our um, Twitter account and then maybe uh, share it on the Instagram account for you. Uh, do you, what do you guys think of it? Am, am I, I, I mean, apparently I got to check everything. I thought all French cycling kits were amazing and you guys would always be in agreement with me. But after the faux pas of AG2R uh, this season, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty much out on that outpost all by myself. So um, what, what do you guys think of this kit? Uh, I like it. I, I feel like the the women's kit's always a little better than their men's kit last few years. But yeah, F, FDJ one of always the top kits in the peloton, and yeah, I think you nailed it, Tim. Um, the men's kit is always uh, right up there on, on the top uh, top steps, and uh, the women's kit is always just like that one little notch. Like they take it to eleven mm-hmm. over the yeah. men's kit. It's uh, but it's not a far departure, you know. I think my favorite part is kind of like the sublimation graphics are fantastic there it's just a little subtle it's not as it's not horrible like the quick step wolf hair (laughs) like it's a very tastefully done sublimation um kind of ghost graphic absolutely love it check it out um we'll have it over at the slow ride pod on twitter and instagram um other kit news uh spencer you brought this to my attention i don't know what to think about this uh the bora hands grow (laughs) <laughs> kit video launch um i mean everyone should just uh, youtube this because and then how do you explain it i don't know that i can i think i would just uh say that it is worth watching their kit unboxing video because maybe you can tell me what's going on in this one um the kit itself looks fine not a huge departure from uh the the Bora kit that we all know and love, but um, yeah, th- this video has a little personality, and I-, I-, I appreciate that they're going for something different. They are, I don't, I, I, they're not exactly going like, like EF is pushing things in a new, exciting way in cycling, and like Bora is maybe inspired by that somehow, and like trying, but still has the specialized thing, like they're like, uh, well. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what it is or what, but um, they're trying something new. I'll give them that, it's... and I'm excited about that. I don't know if this is it, but mm-hmm. I want to see more of this. I want to see less Astana rap videos and more Bora kit reveal videos. Uh, you know? Wow. Um, really? Okay. Less Astana rap videos? <laughs> I think we could still yeah. take at least one a year. <laughs> okay. Maybe only Astana rap yeah. videos. No other teams <laughs> need to make rap videos. What, I forget which Astana rider it is that has the who who had the whole one eight seven thing, and I think he has like t shirts and stuff that say one eight seven on them. Oh, I don't know. It's I just so not food slang. I, I don't know. It's not food about. slang. It's not even he was the one in the wheelchair getting pushed around in that video. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's amazing that I've, that exists. I forget about it, you know. But anyway. I've watched this. Bora Hansgrove video twice, um, uh-huh. including 30 seconds in the green room before the pod. My mind is still blown, but I don't know if I enjoyed what I watched. So, yeah, 
it, a good point. in in the 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 hashtag slogan like what is it like the game is on this year and then it's where where the stripes own the stripes mm-hmm. game is on okay um yeah it's interesting um so more bora instead of astana rap videos i would say more bora gets this weirdness astana gets the rap videos and then the french cycling teams do their things and then i don't know what's left for all the other t- the, you know there's the, the oil money teams and then you have like movistar <laughs> um and ef ef uh re- re- with other news added a uh, title sponsored nip nipo yeah mm-hmm. um as the uh you know a, a japanese asphalt company that apparently asphalts all of the velodromes yeah well, and has been a long time sponsor um now this isn't the first time that education first has just gotten a sponsor and i know they've gotten critiqued by uh people luminaries such as johan Bruniel for just stealing other team sponsors is the idea uh like kind of the dre pack merger and all these other things that have happened and now you have uh, the nepo sponsorship coming over Pr- pretty craziness what do you guys think does it wow, make sense? I didn't know, this, I didn't know Bruniel go- said that. I'm, I, well, it's changing my thoughts completely. I got to think about. So what EF Bruniel is, said. <laughs> EF is going all for that uh, Japan Cup title. Like if they don't win Japan Cup, I hope uh, Nipo drops the sponsorship. I mean, that's got to be in the contract. Yeah, yeah, two Japanese riders next year at least. That's why. So. That's why Michael Woods is off the team because he didn't win it that one time. They're like, ah, you know, we're not going to resign you because you didn't win Japan Cup. You got to go to a team that's maybe better for your career. I don't know, but this is the. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's craziness. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm glad they found another sponsor. You know, I mean, times are tough for everybody, and they found a sponsor that. Um, so that yeah. already sponsored other professional cycling teams. Now there's a D- Division Two team that might not have a sponsor anymore. Yeah, but maybe they're looking to move up. I don't know. I don't know. It, is you, are you acting like they stole someone's girlfriend? Boyfriend? No, girlfriend, I think whatever? that... Like, Bruno, they were already dating somebody, and like I, they should have known they were dating somebody, but they like still made a move on them at the party? And I'm not a huge fan of Johan Bruniel, right? No one's ever accused uh, me of that. Um, I may even be blocked by him on Facebook, um, for all I know, or on uh, uh, Twitter. But... He did. He has pointed out. I saw. I've seen some tweets going around where this is not the first time that there is an education first sponsor that was a sponsor of a lower level team and then has moved up. That that that's all I'm saying, hmm. right? Like, like you kind of don't want to keep taking sponsors of other teams. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe uh, Vodders is just the kind of guy who like. You know, like he sees he sees a sponsor with another team, and like that sponsor just looks a little better than just any old sponsor walking down the street by themselves. You know, I'm I trying know. to um, <clears throat> I'm trying to bring up what the tweets are to see what the other sponsors are because there's a fair amount. Little guy's but... obviously describing the distracted boyfriend meme, um, which is great <laughs> and I think is applicable here for sure. Um, You're like, ooh, but, sponsor. <laughs> I mean, you think about it like riders. Think about sponsors like riders, like they, they're they're trying to move up as well. Like they're mm. they probably tested the water. We're like, can I make it in a in a D two team? Uh, you know, am I getting the ROI on my investment? Yes, I am. Cycling's a good thing. Okay, let's let's step it up next year. I don't think D two is where we want to be. Like, let's move up. Like, yeah, we don't know what those conversations are like. I think it's, um, 
disingenuous to say that uh, you're stealing sponsors. And even if Vodder's reached out personally and was like, hey, you sponsor of that team, you should sponsor my team instead. If they were like, great opportunity, let's do it, then yeah. it's yeah. like whatever. Like that's how things work, you know? <laughs> like, well, also, it's way know. better to move up. I'm with you. So it, I, I found the tweets from Bruniel. I don't, I think that it's kind of, you know, he critiques the Cervelo and the Cannondale. I don't know. Bike and uh, um, those uh, are mergers. Uh, components kind of like it, that's open range, right? Like anybody can go and get different equipment sponsor. And then he yeah. he equals Draypack and uh, Nepo as as the sponsors also. And I'm like, yeah, but those are teams that probably wanted to move up to the top level because Draypack wasn't 100%. on the, the the pro tour either. No. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, this argument is is done. Um, no. Yohu Bernal. Uh, Back out to the pastures. I am this happy is a, you're banned from cycling for life. Yeah, this is a guy currently being sued by his former sponsor, the United States government, because he owes them money. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I mean, I guess you could either try to poach other team sponsors or you could defraud your sponsors. If those are your two <laughs> options, I guess I'm going to go with poaching other sponsors legally, you know. Let's, let's, let's end the pod on some good news. Um, real quick, and that is Legion of LA announced a killer roster and a new program for 2021 um, centered around, uh, and Spencer, correct me if I'm wrong, a domestic uh, crit-based team headed up by Justin Williams and then his brother Corey Williams leading a road-centric team. And I believe that they will be doing a little bit more traveling on that team because, you know, road racing in the U.S. is, uh, for the most part, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll get to see them up in some Canadian races and then even overseas. Uh, and I just hope that uh, Corey Williams and the boys uh, absolutely slay it. It would be wonderful to see, a, a, you know, an American grassroots team do so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're also... Um bringing on Kendall Ryan to head up a small women's division of the team, which is awesome as well. Um, So it's really exciting to see that team kind of uh, evolving and growing and blowing up um, uh, out of the mess that was 2020, another, another bright shining star. So uh, they're going to be one to watch and a major sponsorship too. I was just going to say, yeah, a major sponsorship from Zwift coming in, which is, um, you know, a lot of people talking about uh, e-racing and uh, how it's not real bike racing. Uh, going to have to eat some words a little bit as the money generated by e-racing is supporting real actual cycling and maybe the best way that it could. Um, so that's exciting to should get everybody hyped on Zwift. Um, and I'm sure Tim in his new house is already deciding which of the... F- six or eight bedrooms are probably in there. It's going to be this Zwift specific Act- training room studio. Actually it's, I'm getting a Peloton because Peloton is sponsoring all of professional cycling. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you knew this, but they're actually paying money to the UCI for every time the word Peloton is said, mm, um, in, nice, the, uh, nice. in, in race coverage. Amazing. Yeah. That's just, that's a low quality dad joke. And with that, We'd like to thank you for listening to the 325th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can become a supporter of the network and the pod. We'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And our great sponsor this week, we had WillisKitchen.com. Head over to WillisKitchen.com. Get yourself 
20% off some delicious oat milk by using that code SLOWRIDE20. And you can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Twitter and Instagram at theslowridepod. This is Tim in Orlando. Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds. But we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation.